You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to the Waystation. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Waystation encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay, and please come again. Hello, and welcome back to the Waystation. I am your host, Stephanie. And with me this week as a guest host is Shim, or Jason. Say hi, Shim. Hi, Shim. Guess what? If you've been listening, I am now down to two demerits because they fall off at the rate of one per episode. Wait, they fall <laughs> off? I thought, I thought they I thought held, they were just I, cumulative. I, yeah, I thought we, I was not aware of a fall off. I thought we discussed it last show and oh. that you had to keep all your demerits. Oh, like forever? That's going to be a disaster. Until, Until Stephanie says they get to go away. Oh, then I have three demerits. <laughs> nah. It'll be all right. You'll be fine. We'll Pro- see. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so it's it's been a couple weeks, and uh, today I have a guest, which I'm going to introduce because I want you to be a part of this first part of the show, but then the second part is all about you. My my really very good friend, Vampa, is here. Hello, everyone. And uh, we're going to be talking at 6 p.m. about her directorial and writing debut and her yes. what's what has happened and what is going to happen in the future and um, all about, you know, indie creating. So that will be coming up in, in about an hour. Until then, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Um, Dave, thank you for emailing me because one of the things that you had on your list was something that I had read about and was, wanted to talk about and completely forgot about it. That's what I'm here for. I know. And I'm also and also Dave's here. I am. <laughs> I've, you're like on every show I do. I I'm love it. On a good chunk of the shows uh, here. I was going to say, you're probably just like that guy who's on all the shows. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I wonder why. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, so where do you think we should start? I kind of want to talk about uh, the, the new Nintendo announcement because I... It's it's kind of interesting. I, I mean, I find it me. baffling. So yes, please tell me your thoughts and, and descri- <laughs> describe it if you can for for the listeners. Okay, so uh, the Nintendo Labo is a it's an it's actually a new game that's coming out. It's got several different mini games with it, but it has um, a bunch of these cardboard cutouts of things that you can make, like a fishing rod, a piano, um, these little uh, things so that you can make like your uh, your Joy-Con controllers, like. Into little robots that walk. There was a little the walking floor. one. There was something where you can like kind of attach them as like fists because I saw some like Transformers rescue bots or something like that punch in. And do yeah, that's the ro- the robot kit, and that is separate. Um, oh, all the okay. other ones, there's a variety kit, which is uh, the ToyCon one, um, and that that comes with uh, two RC cars, a fishing rod, a house, a motorbike, and a piano. Yeah. Um, Oh, let me, yeah, let me turn this this way. Time. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So, like, you can build these little controllers, and then you it incorporates the Switch and the controllers, and there's all these mini games that are made specifically for these cardboard cutout things. Now, you were asking a question earlier about, you know, how does it all connect? Like, how does hitting a key on a piano, like, connect with the Switch itself? Yeah, like, some of it made sense. Like, it was, it was, there was one that was, um, 
the Switch itself does have motion control. And there was one where they were using it like as a steering wheel. There was one where they yeah, had the, the, the Joy-Con as like a pedal and it would sense that movement too. But then there's one where they like just kind of jam it in a box and all of a sudden they're playing a piano and I'm like, those keys aren't attached to anything. I don't get it. This there's is other, scaring me. If you watch the video, like the – the robo pack you can actually see on the inside has like these levers. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're like pulling, you know, like punching or whatever, yeah. there's like um pulley system in so that it, like for the controllers and then in the back of the uh back of pack of the cardboard, there's like a, a a system that's like actually controlling the pulleys. So it's not just cardboard. There's it looks like there's other pieces in yeah, it. Yeah, I think there's, there's well. more parts. I just I looked at that and I'm like, what are those actually attaching to? Because you only have like you can't. Really, you know, stick a rubber band onto a button. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm sure it works. I just don't get it. <laughs> I'm um, sure it works. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure people smarter than yeah, me have figured this yeah, out. Yeah, there, right? there's got to be something. <laughs> but now, like, here's here's the issue. Okay, you had the Wii, which was really super popular, and they had the, the you know, the big clunky Wii mode and, and the, the nunchuck, which was not, and the Wii U was not, which you could use the Wii U on, but most of the motion control was some games let you like move the tablet. So. They kind of got away from that, and now with the with the switch, you have the Joy Cons, which work like the Wiimote and the Nunchuck. Right. So they're like trying to like recapitalize on on that. Personally, I don't think that that was ever really the draw of the Wii. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, but, I thought it was, the but motion? the motion control. I mean, I think I think it was. I mean, I mean, I had a lot of fun playing No More Heroes and pretending I was like jerking it to like power up my sword because that's literally the motion that you you, you move the controller up and down, and while you're powering it up, the guy like crouches over and puts his hand by his crotch. It does look like he's jerking off. That's it is a thing. you know, but yeah. um, there were a lot of games for the Wii where you had to do that motion. So I feel like the No More Heroes was kind of, was yeah, obviously they did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But well, I mean, you know, developers. Yeah. Well, Suda Fifty One made that, and that's kind of his thing is being that that kind of guy. Right, make it interesting, yeah. you know. But like I had, and there was a number of these. I had a a gun attachment for shooting games where you put the Wii in there and it gave yeah, yeah. you a handle, and it was easier to to aim at things. And I'm guessing that's the whole point of this, right? Except it's made out of cardboard. Well, yeah. if you look that's at it seems like. Yeah, it will, and like just just pulling up like the specs for the Robo Pack, mm-hmm. like there are a lot of other things um, involved in the set other than the cardboard sheets. There's like grommets, uh, different colored grommets. There's um, different straps. There's different pieces of string, um, and I think that's to use for the pulley system. Well, I mean, so there's there's a lot going on there. It's not just cardboard. Well, no, my my point is yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You build, mm-hmm. you build it, oh. and it gives you like direction. Right, now it's the Mongolian the barbecue of video games. I, well, I, I don't want to do that much work. Yeah, I get people <laughs> feeling that way, but I mean. That's not my problem with it, though. My problem is, is like, I'm sure it's cardboard because that's cheaper than selling you a plastic backpack and no one's going to buy all these different pieces. But it's cardboard. Your kids are going to break it in like two minutes. You're going to break it after two hours. I'm sure Nintendo's nice enough to sell Planned obsolescence. Well, yeah. I, Nintendo being a nice company, though, will probably have stencils online, but you will have to provide your own cardboard after that. Meh. Or you know. they'll sell the cardboard kit separate yeah. from the game because you're only paying, you pay separate. 
70 for the game and all like the five littler ones and then it's 80 for the robo pack and the the game that goes with that ah, okay. so that one's separate and it, it's more costly but they, there's more material to that one and I think it's a little bit more difficult to make but a lot of people online are complaining because they're like oh this is for kids what you know as an adult gamer like what's in it for me and I'm like I'm an adult gamer and I think yeah. this looks amazing I, I like putting cool things too. together yeah. well, I'm but, like, really excited about putting something like that together yeah honestly. it's like you get to be like arty and like have fun yeah. like you know because I like to sew I like to paint and do stuff like that so for me this is not a chore this is like a fun yeah. thing it gives you one more experience other than the, the digital aspect of it exactly it's, I think it for a lot of people I mean those people who are complaining either A don't really like feel like this is fun and that's fine and this yeah. isn't for you and not every game in the world is going to be for you I play like one percent of the video games that have ever been made on this planet. You know, it's not every game is not for every person. Well, but it wasn't that like isn't that Nintendo one on one when it comes to a strategy perspective? Like we're not going to be Xbox. We're not going to be PlayStation. We're gonna we're like we're not looking for that gaming mentality. We want the fun, casual, do your thing gamer. Yeah. Well, that's exactly too what I, I was going to kind of bring up, and that's a really good point. There is Nintendo played it really safe with the N sixty four and the GameCube. With the N64, they stuck to cartridges. With the GameCube, they're like, yes, yeah, just going to play games, not going to do anything else. We won't even play music. We're just going to, you know, just tiny discs and that's it. And they got burned on both of those. Yeah. So with the Wii, they're like, let's do something crazy. And it worked. And with the Wii U, they're like, let's pull it back a little bit. And then they got burned again. So I think now it's like, you know, the sky's the limit and they're going to push their shit as crazy as they can because for whatever reason, that's what seems to be working for them. Well, and a lot of the games that come out for, you know, the PlayStation or the Xbox, uh, don't, you don't get those on the Nintendo. No, Nintendo does not get a lot of third party games in general, and they almost never get third party exclusives outside of like off the wall stuff like, um, No More Heroes or like Bayonetta, Bayonetta but they help yeah. fund those anyway. Yeah, and I mean, there's like a lot of really fun games. We were playing that, um, that one, uh, Little Inferno, like, it's so weird. Yeah, but, I mean, you can get that on a lot of stuff, but it works best on a Wii U because of the touchscreen. Right. That's what I thought of the uh, Arkham Asylum, Batman. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so fun with the touchpad and the, And they have stuff done like stuff that. like that. Like, actually, when the Wii U came out, there were a lot of third-party titles that had been previously released, like Darksiders 2 was the launch title for it, and then, like, Arkham Asylum came on it. But then nobody bought the Wii U, and these companies, like, just stopped putting stuff out on it. Yeah. But, I mean, the truth is, on any Nintendo system since probably the N64, the strongest titles have always been the Nintendo titles, the first-party ones. Definitely. I you agree, know. but I think, like, the Wii U brought out Splatoon, which was a groundbreaking... <laughs> which was a Nintendo title, though. Yeah, it, it, it's a Nintendo title only, and it's groundbreaking, and it's so much fun. And if you like first-person shooters, like... Third-person. Sorry, third-person, <laughs> right, because you're not seeing from... <laughs> sorry, right. Whatever. I'm a dick. You know just what? You, you get another point for being an oh, ass. Oh, just for being an ass? Okay. <laughs> Fine, then I'm going to interrupt you too. Demerit four. <laughs> oh, and demerit five. Yeah, demerit five. <laughs> um, th- I think the thing too that's really funny though is that there were a lot of great titles on the Wii U. The Switch still has like almost nothing on it, but it's, but people are buying the crap out of it. But, like 80% of the great games on it that people actually want and are buying are re-released Wii U games that didn't hit their audience the first time. Right. And well, and Splatoon 2 was what made me buy it because mm-hmm. I didn't have the Wii U. I have like a Wii 
that I got like you know ten years after it came out. Oh, yeah. Because that's I buy all my stuff used because I mean oh, I'm not yeah. spending like hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of dollars when I I got that Wii, the two Wii motes, the recharger and yeah. the rechargeable batteries, and it like four games for like sixty dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, and it's all new to you still. Heck so. yeah. Well, exactly. So I don't care. Like I get things way later than people, except for the Switch. And the, I got the 360 when it came out. But I had more money then. I do that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I do that with RPGs on Steam, though. Like when, like I still don't have Witcher Three. Um, I'll buy that in like a couple of years when it's like fifteen bucks, and I actually have time to play it. You know. Right. Well, and you know, with things like Steam, like you don't even if you have a computer. That has like, you know, a decent computer. You can play pretty much anything you can get on a console now on a computer. Now there are certain games that you have to have a really good computer to play. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, what was the one that just came out not that long ago? Um, I'm having a brain fart. Lots I'll come of back games. to it. Huh? I said lots of games. Well, I, I meant that one of the higher res oh. games that just, well, there was well, one that just came out like a few, this one's last few probably months. going on a year or so now, but like when Doom came out, I had to buy a new video card to play it properly. Yeah. And it was totally worth it because that game is glorious and playing it on ultra mode is the most visceral game of its type I've ever played like graphically it it was amazing and it was worth the investment and now I have a video card that'll last me at least another year before I get something and I'm like oh this looks like crap I need something new <laughs> well I'm and I'm just going to bring it back around to um, the the Labo here I think it's going to be really cool and I think that adult gamers need to like chill it just a little bit like and you know I don't have kids I'm never going to have kids but I own a Nintendo mm-hmm. game and a Nintendo system. Like it's fun for me as an adult because I'm kind of a child myself. It's- well, I bought the Wii because I got tired of when I sat down on the 360 or I sat down on the PS3 at the time. It was I had to have at least two to four hours that I was going to dedicate to my gaming. Yeah. The Wii hit and it was, oh, my God, like I can spend – Five, ten, fifteen minutes playing a fun game, yet and 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 I was happy and life was good. That's what it should be like. And if you have more immersive games, more power to you. But there's yeah. a huge market for that. God, I just want to be a casual gamer and I just want to have some fun. I don't want to spend six hours at a time playing right. Assassin's Creed. I don't want to spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mario Odyssey is really great. I just got that uh, for Christmas and. You can play it for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes right. and save it at any point. Um, same with Splatoon. Each round is three minutes. So yeah, you can play yeah. like for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's just like blowing 10 minutes. Well, that's why, um, like, even even going back to the N64, why uh, their, the first 3D Mario game, uh, Mario 64, was kind of irritating but also great at the same time. Every level was fairly big and there was like stars hidden in each one and you had to do certain things to do it. But when you got the star, you exited the level. Right. Like, so each time you went in, you only played for like 10, 20 minutes just for one goal. And then you were done and you saved. And, you know, if you wanted to go back in for another star, you could. Or you could just play something later. Or like, I don't like the saving system, but but the side-scroller Mario games, you know, you can go in and play a couple stages and you're good. But I do like those long-winded games. And I'll briefly say this. Um Final Fantasy XII, I mentioned is yeah, you did. the, 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 <laughs> the complete um, international Zodiac edition, blah, 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 is coming out in full, you know, 1080 and above on Steam, and I'm totally going to buy it because it's – that was the last Final Fantasy game I played that was like a main series title. It's 
the most immersive as far as feeling like you're in a real world. It's got kind of some dull characters, but it's got like this overarching political plot. Um, the only downside is the combat basically plays itself. But I'm so geeked to like play this again because again, it like it feels like you're in a real living world, which was the first time I think they almost got there with ten, but that was like the first time Final Fantasy really hit that moment of like every these areas are large because you're in a real place and the towns are full of people that they would actually have that many people. Right. And you're not like on a world map with eight towns and you're like, where are the rest of the people? <laughs> so, but that's, that's just that. That's the game where like, I'm going to have to sit down with like three to five hours at a time before I can even play it. Yeah. And they, and they have games like that for, uh, the switch. They have, you know, RPGs and stuff and like Xenoblade that. Xenoblade so. Chronicles 2. Yep. Which I was super geeked for. And then I watched all the stuff for it. Now I don't want it, but that's just me. You're over it now. I, well, I played the the first game and I played the spinoff, and they were both fantastic except for the ending of the second one. Uh, but this one just does not appeal to me. Anything I've seen from it, so. Well, there say, you have it. I say, <laughs> Shim gives it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a new rating system? Yeah, we just make fart noises now. Well, I do that for everything. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely made some fart noises in my day. You know who I bet makes lots of fart noises? Bob. <laughs> yes, wow. yes, Bob does. Bob makes a lot of I, noises. I was gonna say Tara Reed, but okay. <laughs> oh my god! Surprisingly, no. Oh. I, was, I didn't hear any. Yeah, I actually heard all this all night. No, surprisingly, no. Yeah. Um. So I want to uh, touch on this uh, whole Hawaii missile thing. Oh, mother of God. Um. But I want to. I'm gonna touch on the um. What I find the amusing part of it because it's not amusing. I mean, it's scary. These people woke up to hearing you know the sirens going off like a nuke was getting blast them. I mean, that's really scary. Yeah, I kind of so heard I, about this, but not a lot. So you might have to fill me in. No, that's all right. I don't want to lessen it because okay. it is scary. But there is an article that I I was uh scrolling through Facebook. Of course, you know that's where all the interesting things are and the fake interesting. Things. The fake interesting <laughs> and the real interesting. Yeah. Mostly the fake. Um. So from time to time, Pornhub does like I these. Love stu- this. See, I, I figured you had probably read this because I mean it's on yep. Facebook. From it was time all over to the time, place. Pornhub appears on my computer for no reason at all, and then <laughs> disappears three to five minutes later. <laughs> Not because you know I pulled it up or anything. It just yeah. whoops. Um, so <laughs> Pornhub does these things where they'll like gather data, and and they gather data from the time period uh, right before and right after uh, the missile. Warning went off in Hawaii, and it's. I think the yeah, I can't even talk. Statistics. Well, I mean, they're they're always gathering data. Well, yeah. So they actually just they publish the traffic time, analysis from time to time. Yeah. They do stuff like this where they'll you know something happens and they're like, oh, this is interesting, so we're going to publish it. So okay, I'm going to look at the percentages um, because I want to make sure that I'm giving you the right information here. Okay, um, so. Right after – so I'm looking at a, at a graph here. As soon as the warning came out, the usage of Pornhub in Hawaii dropped down 77%, which is – I yeah. mean, that's huge. That's a massive – and, of course, people think they're about to die. They're not trying to like – they're going to stop jerking off and try to you know maybe find cover or like – Right. They're not they flicking can. the bean anymore. They're not – yeah. No. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a good thing. And so I think it was like within a couple of minutes there, uh, they got another warning that said, okay, that was a false alarm. Oh, no, no, no. It was let, – let's be clear. It took them 38 minutes. Oh, you're right. You know what? Now that I'm looking at the time that, period. To okay. correct that. 
Because so okay, so from a technical perspective, this is what happens when you have the bullshit of my world, the the IT guy. Oh, my 11-year-old can build a website. All right, well go ahead and have them do that and then when it's screwed up and you come back to me, my price doubles. So literally some 11-year-old built this website because it was literally a drop-down list. I mean, you're familiar with web forms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There was a drop-down list that said send real alert and one of the other choices was was send test message. They wanted to send a test message. They picked send real alert. That's how this happened. And so they sent out a warning that said, okay, yeah, inbound ICBMs detected, da 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 the world's going to end. And then this is the best part of the story. It took them 38 minutes to get through the bureaucracy, bullshit, and red tape and politics to send out a correction message. Like, how do you not immediately send out a, oops, no. our bad. Yeah. I mean, it's we'll get back deal. to you, but cancel that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't mean it, Mulligan. No, no. It took them 38 minutes to do that. In the meantime, traffic on Pornhub plummeted. Yes. Because it's the end of the world as we know it and we don't feel fine. Right. And they're looking at the average, you know, over a time period. Yeah. So it plummeted 77% below average. And then once the warning, you know, came out, Like literally fine. within three minutes of the all clear coming out. It went up 48% above <laughs> average. 48% above normal. Everybody was like, oh my God, I'm not going to die. I should celebrate. Put on Clarence Campbell. I've been stroking. <laughs> That would be the first thing that I would do after something like that. I think like, I would call my parents or like you know I'm, call a family member to let them know. Or maybe I'm just okay. go to a random bar and be like, "Hey, we're not dying. Want to bang?" Let's yeah. <laughs> find a real person. Maybe <laughs> I would. That would make me feel a little bit more alive yeah. if somebody else was involved, not just my hand. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Like, I mean, these people they think they're going to get hit by a nuke. So before they switched it off, did they finish or did they just quit? Yeah, maybe it was all the people who like got interrupted by it and they had to go back. <laughs> um, P- Pornhub does put out some great information from time to time. Like they usually will release periodically like most common porn searches per state and sometimes it's really funny. Oh, those and, are amazing. And like – I mean, I don't want to poke fun at states, Alabama, but um, a lot of times <laughs> like southern states will come up as their most common searches as ebony. Which I don't want to be too political or accidentally racist here, but given the Please history don't. of the civil rights method or um, civil rights movement. in a movement, thank you, I said method, but movement in America, uh, that's either progressive or it's due to uh, that whole kind of thing where you know people lash they, out against the things that they actually like. And yeah, when people say, exactly. "Oh, I hate gay people," but they're checking out dudes' yeah. asses. Exactly, it exactly. It, so. it could very well. I do. Be. I still say Tim Tebow. Uh, it's going to come out eventually that Tim Tebow likes to wear thigh highs and be called Janice. You know, I I wouldn't be shocked. Nor, <laughs> you know, more power to you. I just think it's hilarious when people. Well, I don't think it's hilarious because I actually feel bad for people that can't express who they are because they feel like there's some kind of judgment that's going to come down on them. Or, or it's physically impossible. Fighting, but like it's, I can't be a robot. Life. What demerit? What sex? <laughs> that was a joke. Wow, we're a robot, though. we're twenty five minutes in. You've doubled your demerit. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm going to punch him in the face. Or am I? He what says was... that until two weeks from now when I have brutal Betty coming to see Okay. <laughs> okay. So wait, wait. Let's go. Let's go again. Okay. Three demerits is an infraction. Three infractions is what again? 
Oh gosh, a desagulation. Okay, a full desagulation. And I think three desagulations is a complete exsanguination. So I have to get like. That's like what twenty seven demerits before I actually I, have any problems where I, don't I might math, die. So. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is Lady Castrata signed our board over there. She's from the House of Pain in in uh, Ferndale. She's more than willing to come up anytime we need her. Well, there we go. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that uh that? So she sings like a little boy. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, that's Young. what that means. Yeah, yeah. Comfort yourself with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they call her that. Oh, well, that's interesting to know. I'll put that in my knowledge bank. My mind grapes. <laughs> Your mind grapes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, really quick, I want to go back to the um, the Pornhub thing. I think um, that the missile was a boner killer. So I feel like that's why it dropped so low. Like people couldn't uh, finish. Yeah, like yeah. you know, were saying like did people finish? No, it's a boner killer. You think you're going to die. I don't really think you can keep a boner through that. Well, I mean, some you know, unless you're saying yeah. Michael Hutchins, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I, I, if if I were, yeah, that's a thrill to people. I'm just. That's why they do stuff like that, <laughs> and then they're just stuck forever that way. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> that's yeah. how your family finds you. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I um, that's I'm horrific. <laughs> I'm just imagining now, though, this this giant missile flying through the air, literally. A phallic-shaped object, but but within big red letters, just says boner killer on the side. <laughs> boner killer, <laughs> yeah, it, that would be accurate. <laughs> North Korea is going to kill our boners. Aww, Aww. that's kind of sad. Yeah, if you want to talk about S- South Korean boners, I'm not going to talk about that. No, at all. we're not going. It might there. get me in trouble. We're not talking about K-pop on this show. Um, I didn't never said that. You said uh, that. I draw a line. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, there was that new YouTube. Uh, policy, and this is what you sent me. That I, yeah. I, I read it when uh, on Facebook again. I'm on there a lot. I really need to get a life, but I've been sick all week, so I've kind of just been laying around watching TV and looking at my phone. So it I happens. Got, I got I got my news from Facebook this week. Um, so they're they're putting these pretty strict limits on how what you have to have in order to monetize your YouTube page, and I understand it. I, I've never really gotten the whole YouTube star. I'm a YouTube star. I I'm got famous on YouTube. And like, what's your job? Oh, I make YouTube videos. I don't fully understand that. I feel like it's a weird level of like celebrity that doesn't tr- fully make a whole lot of sense. But that's just me. I know a lot of people who, you know, follow a lot of people on YouTube and they, and they get like, you know, a lot out of it. Like my uh, people I know, like Philip DeFranco and they get their news and stuff from him. They like his style of, you know, how he delivers, you know, pop culture news and all that. And it's like, to me, I don't see the value in it, but it is what it is. Um, and now they're saying like basically you have to have a certain number of, uh, hours watched on your channel. Well, because originally it was number of subscribers. Right. And so, I mean, let's be real. Like, you can go out on the internet, you can buy subscribers. Right. And so what they've done is they've changed the monetization rules to, it's no longer just number of subscribers, it's now number of watchable, or number of watched hours. Right. So if you buy followers, it's not going to matter because they're not yeah. watching your stuff. They don't exist. So you actually have to have people interacting with your page, which makes sense to me. And a lot of people are upset about it. But if you have an active following. It shouldn't make that much right. of a difference. If you have, you know, 
ten thousand, you know. Yeah, odds are good. Four thousand of them are interacting with. Yeah, I, I don't really see this as being a huge deal, but people are saying, you know, oh, you screwed over small creators. But if nobody is looking at your page, yeah, why should your why should people advertise? Why should they pay you money to advertise to no one? It's it's yeah. like screwing the system is the way that I see it. Yeah, and I mean I'm a small creator. I don't do anything really on YouTube, but. I under, I understand the mentality that these people have, but if you don't get people coming to your page, then why are people paying you? That's the point. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know like what the whole the well, process is. Well, no, because the stat is like literally as soon as you click play, it counts as a play on YouTube or counts as a view for okay. YouTube. So you can literally sit there and click play, refresh, play, refresh, play, refresh, and jack up your play count. That's – Kind of screwed up. Well, but you, but now, so what they're saying is we're no longer really accepting that stat. It's almost like, so if you think about, um, like late 90s, early 2000s, everyone was talking about like hits on a website. Mm-hmm. The yeah. dark, dirty secret was if you had like one HTML page with nine graphics on it, that was 10 hits against the web server. Really? As opposed to one unique user session. Right. Because it's one. Web page, right. one person went to it, should right. count as one. Well, so but that like that was the that was the shift that happened with web traffic was they stopped paying attention to hits and they started looking at user sessions. Um so this is kind of that same thing with YouTube and like that's kind of what we're seeing with a lot of social media is that it's no longer like people are people have finally figured out, all right, here's all the ways you guys are gaming the system. Mm-hmm. Time to start deprecating some of that. Right, right, and I mean, what do you think about this? Okay, I, I, I could tell I you waited. wanted to talk. I yeah. waited. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a few points I'll bring up. Uh, the first, first it is a very real fact that click farming and ad blocking are ruining monetization of the internet because there are people. And I just read an article recently about a guy who worked for a click farming uh, company. Uh, when your monetization is based on click farming, you can spend you know so much money and generate hundreds of thousands of clicks through one of these like shady companies. And if that's how you're getting paid, you know again that's basically false views. Right. And ad blocking is so pervasive now that companies like like Cracked and like YouTube even that relied on ads for income are are now no longer able to get that income because. Their ads aren't being registered because nobody's actually seeing them. Uh, yes and no. So ad blocker works on your typical ads on a website. Well, yeah. You know, I, the, I don't the, think it works on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah. like the, the YouTube ads tend to be either front roll, mid roll. Like they're, they're video ads that are in stream. Like it's it's not yeah. like there's an ad off in, on the right rail that gets blocked by ad blocker. But I, um, I think I think the reason the smaller creators are complaining is basically this cuts their revenue stream and makes it harder for them to keep making content. But that's that's true with anybody starting out in any business where you're creating content mm-hmm. is you usually don't have a revenue stream, right? You, and we can all attest to that, I'm sure. Well, yeah, and and that's uh, you know, with Facebook now, there was like that big statement that uh, Mark Zuckerberg made about um, they're changing the algorithm, and mm-hmm. now like people that have like pages. Um, those pages aren't getting viewed as like they're cutting down the page views and they're upping the group views and they're trying to like make it more personal and people being social with each other and not it being so 
um, like people advertising themselves. Like there are certain things that they're going to show more of and certain things that they're going to show less of. Well, they're getting back to their roots. I mean so – I mean Facebook at its – when it started was college kids. I mean it was Mm – you know you had to have – you know originally it was like you had to be enrolled in college and that was the thing. Then they you know expanded it to as long as you still have a college email address, even if it's alumni address, you can get in. Then they went public. Then they added Facebook pages for businesses and all that stuff. They're now seeing that, all right, you know, eh. And I think it's twofold. One, I want to interact more with my friends and that kind of stuff because that's what Facebook is for me. Two, <laughs> if you're a Facebook page, Facebook wants your dollars. And so, I mean, Facebook's algorithm has always been heavily slanted against pages where like, if, if you don't get interaction in the first like couple minutes that you post something, it – your your reach drops dramatically. It vanishes. Yeah. So be, why? Because they want you to pay to boost it right. to get out there. This is just another extension of that where Facebook is now saying, all right, look, if you want to get seen pages, businesses, you're going to be paying for that privilege. Right. Well, that – did you want to say something? No, OK. Because, uh, you know, tying back into the YouTube thing and, and you were saying how you didn't really um, know a lot about like the the whole – content provider and, and that slant on it. I don't – there's not a lot that I pay attention to, but there are some channels I follow and some stuff I've I've seen about this. Um, for whatever reason, be it you know just wanting more profit, which is understandable as a company, or if there is an issue with them being unprofitable, Facebook has dramatically increased the number of ads that show up, although more of them now seem to be dismissible after five seconds, which before a lot of times you had to sit through at least right. one. right. And they've also, you know, introduced YouTube Red, which you pay and you just don't get ads. But I've seen content creators like um, the page H3H3, which is moderately successful. They, it's two people, Ethan and Hila. They make a living off of it, and they've put out videos, frankly, and another other people too in the same communities uh, have put out videos about how YouTube has basically been shady. I think what it comes down to, honestly, is that there's too many videos for them to really moderate it. But well, there's something like three thousand hours of content uploaded every minute. Exactly, on there's no I mean, way to moderate crazy. that. At least not until we have you know successful AIs that only watch YouTube. But uh, so the, so the issue with that is that YouTube has been back and forth on its policies apparently, and these these content creators that have actually had you know decent subscribers, decent play rates, have complained that they've seen their monetization you know rise and drop dramatically with no response from YouTube as to what they're changing. So they've been kind of in the dark about this for a while. I think honestly they've been experimenting for this probably with like groups at a time, and this is their answer. But the other thing is, is that if you if you put a takedown request against a video, it basically gets taken down, and then the person who put it up has to fight back. They don't review it. So there's a lot of people that are complaining about fair use laws, like even reviewers especially, where you are literally allowed by law to show what you're reviewing, are getting um, copyright strike downs, and then they have to fight to get that back on, you know, back on YouTube when really – in in a perfect world, all of those kind of requests would get looked at before any action was actually taken. Yes and no. So, I mean, like fair use, even fair use has its own limitations and yeah. guidelines that go along with it. And I can see, you know, Google, that's who owns YouTube. I can see their point of view where better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Pull it. Review it after the fact. That way you're not liable. You don't – like they're not getting the lawsuit yeah, for true. it, all that kind of fun stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like here's – 
I mean, as a content creator myself, at the end of the day, none of them are paying YouTube to host their stuff. And if you're not paying for a service, you are the service. Shut up. So the free service that you're using to try to get money out of is changing its rules. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Like that's – I'm sorry, but that like that's the way the world works. No, that is fair. and, and because. Because yeah, they're not paying YouTube. They're basic. Well, they're basically saying, "Here's my video. Put ads in front of it, and maybe you'll make some money if people watch my video." Right. Yeah. So that's that's the most they can contribute. And if they get big and they get famous, YouTube's like, "Okay, we'll give you a little bit of the cut." But yeah, I mean, I mean, I can totally see that point of view. Yeah, because it, again, it is. I can, I've uploaded videos to YouTube. Nobody's watched them. Whatever. But I can do it anytime I want, and no one can stop me. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> well, I mean, they can, depending on what the content. Well, if, if somebody yeah, actually can. sees yeah, it and complains, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and I've seen some crazy stuff in there too, where people will put up like TV shows or movies, and they'll like they'll flip them horizontally, thinking that that'll get past like sensors and stuff mm-hmm. and or like you know automated yeah, or stuff. they echo the video a yeah. half second off screen exactly or, but yeah all you need is one person to be like hey this is copyrighted and i don't agree with that click and your your, your stuff's gone anyway right so i don't know first i hate shim and shim posted something new flag it yeah <laughs> Dave, dave's going after your content man oh man i don't like that streamer i'm gonna get him swatted Oh, Oh, I don't even want to get into that because I I have to get into something even more. Well, okay, this isn't more stupid because somebody got killed. Are we going back to Pornhub for this one? No, we're not going back to (laughs) Pornhub. We are not revisiting Pornhub. Porn is never stupid. All right, let me just close this tab on my uh, (laughs) He kept that open because he's like keeping his fingers crossed. Just in case, just in case. Just in case. Let's get back to Pornhub. Pornhub? Uh, No, I wanted to talk about the, the Tide Pod challenge. What, what is the actual challenge? First of all, just for the peop- for the ten people who don't know, just explain what's going on. But I don't know what the challenge itself is. Well, In a okay. world, these teenagers <laughs> yeah. are putting those Tide pods, like deter- like laundry detergent pods. They're they're eating them. Are we sure this is really happening? Because like butt chugging apparently wasn't really a thing. No, it, no, it really happened. Like so, there was a story that came out yesterday about the number of calls to poison control yeah. hotlines across the United States have like gone up like eight thousand percent. Oh God! It says right on the commercial not to eat them. Uh, but well, they make well, the do you need a commercial to tell you? No, I you should. Well, that's why I right. remember because like, I was like, "Are people eating these? That they has to they have to put it directly." Like in I understand, the commercial? like like right. on a hair dryer, there's a tag that says "Do not use in shower," which means some moron tried to use it in the shower and then tried to sue someone. <laughs> and apparently, we're like the only country like that. And because uh, I read a whole article, it was like things Europeans find ridiculous about America, and that was brought up constantly. It's like, why do you have to have warnings and all these things? Are your people really that stupid? Yes. No. Well, that yes, we're that stupid. Yeah, and we love to sue. Yeah, that cracks yeah. me up because in a lot of foreign countries, like packs of cigarettes, literally come with a diseased crossbones. Yeah. You will die. Well, yeah, but them. that's because so, that's because they a lot of them have. Um, much better 
health overall in certain ways, but also uh, all of the good ones over there have state-funded health care and paid for by your taxes. So they want to try and keep the amount of money they're spending on that well, down. And a lot of foreign people smoke. Yeah. So they're trying to tell you, hey, stop smoking because, or your taxes are going to well, go no, up. Well, that just cracks me up, though, because you know they're saying like you know we have all these warnings and stuff. And I'm like, your warning labels for your cigarettes are way worse than ours are. Well, and yeah. they make them a collectible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I mean, like, I, need, I need this warning, dude. Like, I got, I, dude. I, I've got collapsed lung. I need enlarged heart. Do you have enlarged heart? Yeah. Like, go fish. <laughs> yeah, but, but they're not going to have like a grill, an outdoor grill, and have like a tag on it that says "Do not put face on grill while fire is lit." But we will. <laughs> Anyway, back to the Tide Pods. Tell us about the Tide Pods. Yeah, so, yeah I guess, I, like, and this is this is why Facebook amazes me. Like, so literally, so on IT and the D, we can publish something that, like, hey, free jobs, uh, free training, free certifications, free everything. Right. Go go get yourself a new career. Um, it'll get like six likes, mm-hmm. two shares, and like a thousand people engaged. We post a stupid thing that says 1998. Hey, in 20 years, we're going to have flying cars. 2018, we literally have to tell people not to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> Shared 6,000 times. Got an engagement rate. We're up over like 40,000 people that have seen it. That's I, I'm like, what? what's wrong? Whatever. Like that, like that, that's, that's where Facebook hurts my brain. Yeah. No, and – but it's always there's always some kind of weird fag going on with teenagers. Like there for a while, it was like these damn kids today. There were well, there was like that knockout challenge where these kids would just go around and randomly they were knocking people out in the street. They were hitting oh, them. Oh, I the remember temple. that. Yeah, I mean, this was really disturbing to me because okay, this Tide Pod thing. Okay, you're only effing up yourself. You know what I mean? Like, but when you're going out, you're on the street, helping Darwin. Let's right. be honest. You know you're what, putting you, a little bleach in the chlorine in the gene pool. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree with that. If you are dumb enough to put a Tide Pod in your mouth, then Maybe you're not supposed to be here. Um, but like with the, the whole, that whole thing, it was like they're actually going out and injuring like old people. Yeah. I mean, they're knocking them out and these people are just like, I mean, it was really disturbing. And these yeah, kids thought it was, they were filming it and posting it on the internet and thinking it was okay. Now we have this Tide Pod challenge. I mean, there's been other things too, but that's the one that really, really bothered me. Yeah. If you're harming somebody else, like seriously. It's that if you're going to take yourself out, take yourself out. Nobody cares. Just don't take anybody else out with you. That's what I'm saying. So these kids are basically just recording themselves eating Tide Pods. And I'm just looking at this um, article and I guess, I mean, it it doesn't really, it's not really going to kill them. Um, You have obviously severe digestive problems. You'll probably vomit, um, have crazy diarrhea, (laughs) abdominal pain, flatulence. Foaming at the mouth, you might um, have issues with your breathing, but it's apparently not going to kill you. Uh huh. I, I know. It, so what's the like? What's the challenge? Like, what are you really like? like you're getting ba- out of like this? you're supposed to like, keep it down. And so, like so you're so badass enough. Bad. Like, so the challenge oh, is I'm just to eat. I'm a badass enough to handle worst diarrhea of my life. I know, like, right? They're gonna be on the toilet for three days and like the worst pain they've ever been. Like that's not. You're not that's, cool. That's well. That's a true. Watch as I reenact the broken toilet scene from Dumb and Dumber. Do you remember? Do you remember the cinnamon challenge that actually can like damage your lungs? Oh yeah. 
<laughs> you know, the ice bucket challenge was cool because it went to a good cause and you're just dumping a big bucket of cold water on yourself. No big deal. I mean, that yeah. was actually like a really positive thing. And they were able to find um, actually the money that they raised from that helped them to find a cure. Yeah. Like, so and that honestly, kind of thing, that's fine. I think like challenges, challenges are getting to be like shots. Like there are certain shots that I'm convinced – like a cement mixer – the bloody brain. I, I'm convinced that some of these some of these things only exist because of dares. Yeah. Like there's no sane, rational person that said, you know what? I would like to drink something that will coagulate in my mouth and, and be nasty. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe. No sane, right? Like I, I think someone's – I do. I, I think someone somewhere is out there going, all right, how can we thin the herd? Maybe it's, yeah, maybe Let's put this challenge out. There's like there's like yeah no there's, no there's there's one guy there's one guy he's like now it is time for the master race to rise let's kill the dumb people <laughs> and he's just like eat Tide Pods eat Tide Pods <laughs> all the cool kids are doing it um, I did want to reflect briefly though on on the way that the internet is is stupid like Dave was saying so one of the many one ways. of the many ways okay. my, my my two my two most successful recent tweets. Um, the first one was an on topic, like right when it right when it hit um, about the GOP tax bill. You know, hashtag the crap out of that. Used common hashtags. Talked. You know, made made a common statement. You know, or not a common statement, but made a a, a, a concise statement about it. You know, okay, eighty four eighty four times it was seen. Uh, that same week, made a stupid joke. Uh, K-pop related post with four four hashtags in it, four hundred sixty-two. I'm talking about current events that are affecting this entire country that everyone is apparently frothing at the mouth at to talk about, and nobody sees it. But I make a joke about in English about something from another country that is not in English, and four hundred sixty-two people have Dude, seen it. I, like everything we like, everything we post on Twitter, whether it's our shows, our blogs, all that kind of stuff, like it, it's just there. The most popular tweet that I've had in the past year was when I retweeted Melania Trump, who said Donald is the kind of guy who will stand by you no matter what. <laughs> and I added, and in my retweet, I said. Just in case you were wondering, this is his third wife saying this. <laughs> and like and that got picked up and retweeted yeah. like thousands of times. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I was like, eh. again, it's like Facebook. Like I it, whatever. Yeah. The internet is a It's a fickle bitch. It, you know it <laughs> It's amazing in the ways that it can unite people um, you know, to common causes and do good. For the world, it's, it's the best but, of times, right? And the worst, and of then times. and then <laughs> two-edged sword, two-edged knife, right? And then it, it unites these idiots who want to eat Tide yeah. Pods. Information, good news, you, bro. Everyone has a voice, right? Bad news, everyone has a voice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's a little sad. It, it's times like this where you look at freedom of speech and you're like. This is the worst thing I could possibly say, but maybe there needs to be just a tad bit of oversight. <laughs> <laughs> or at least accountability. Just just something. Yeah, accountability wouldn't hurt, yes. Yeah. It wouldn't be the worst thing. And you know, when it comes to stuff like this, I don't know about this specifically, but know your meme. 
tracks memes back to their origin and will give you full description. And honestly, most of them start on Tumblr or 4chan. That's where like 90% of our memes – the ones uh. that are they're actually successful, the ones come from. And they will show you like usage over time in graphs form, variations, linked articles. And I'm like, there's an entire database of dumb jokes. In case you're missing it, yeah. Jason's slowly but surely trying to get us back to demographics, statistics, and Pornhub. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what he's doing right now. That's exactly no, what he's doing. Well, right let me answer let me let me respond to that in the form of a common meme right now. Do you know the way? <laughs> to San Jose? Do you know the way? Oh my god. I know the way. That is the fucking way. You know what that is? It's yeah. just like Tiny squat version <laughs> of Knuckles from the Sonic games running around with people in like various games where you you can make like your own avatars right. with people talking in a fake accent based on some obscure movie. And all of a sudden it's huge. I'm seeing it in my feed now. People are decorating cars with this character. You're seeing it in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the dumbest stuff. I dream in memes, The man. dumbest stuff. My brother showed me a video and it was, it was some – it was like um, – some some like thing like Second Life where you basically make an avatar and just talk to other people. And there was hordes of these people running around with this little deformed Knuckles avatar just do, do you know the way. Oh That's just the way. And like how is this even a joke? You, know, you see it enough and it starts to get funny, but it's because your brain's getting dumber. So it <laughs> right. becomes funny. It's <laughs> idiocracy in motion. I can yeah. literally feel myself getting dumber. <laughs> yeah, just it's like listening the to more your mad. brain melts, the funnier <laughs> stupid things get. It's true. It's life. When you're like really tired or like overworked. Start I mean, to think silly stuff. That is the way. Oh yeah. Oh my god. When I'm like super tired, I get slap happy, mm-hmm. and I'll do something really stupid, or like my dog will do something really stupid, and I'm like cracking up for like five minutes. Yeah. Huh. And if anybody was there, they would think I was a fucking lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just, you've completely gone off your rocker. Yeah. <laughs> I went and saw um, Mary and the Witch's Flower on Thursday, which is a new anime that's not out of Studio Ghibli, but out of a, uh, an adjacent studio. Um, What's it called? Mary and the Witch's Flower. That sounds familiar. <laughs> you went to see an anime that wasn't a Ghibli? Well, because uh, G-Kids was promoting it. So I have figured they seen... have some association and I wanted to see if it was, you know, like a Ghibli movie because, you know, I'm like my Have you seen Ghibli Your Name movies. yet? Who? Your Name. Have you seen that yet? You no. You see that. Okay. And I uh, no. So I went and I had, you know, I, I've been sick all week and I had slept for five hours the night before. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I had taken a lot of cold medication. and So you, know, you had yourself in the right anime mindset. I definitely. <laughs> uh, and I went with uh, my friend Melissa. And when we get together, we get kind of goofy and silly. Like, it's kind of our thing. But I was already there before she got there. So I went, like, exponentially higher. Which explains the we're getting kicked out of this theater. Oh, my post. God. Oh, that's <laughs> what that seriously, was? Seriously. Okay. I thought we were going to get kicked out of the theater because we're sitting there. The thing is almost completely full. And it was a huge theater. We're so damn loud and we're making the most ridiculous jokes. And during the movie, there's a scene which you don't won't understand unless you see the movie. But there's just a scene that happened. And I just started cracking up so loud. I couldn't stop. I, I made a huge scene. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I made a scene. <laughs> uh, I think the people like – we were sitting in like the first row of the, the upper uh, – I think the five rows behind me were just like – they wanted me the hell out of there because it was like this. They kept oh, sure. making this joke like throughout the movie and then they do something that kind of culminates that joke. And it's so stupid. And I just laughed so hard for like three minutes like a child. I could not stop because my brain was just so fried. 
And I, it was, it was the worst. I was so embarrassed. Dude, I get it. There was a, a stupid picture uh, that somebody posted that I caught that had me laughing for like, I don't know, 20 minutes last night. It was like a woman in a pencil skirt and it had the words above knee, above her right knee. And then on her left leg, below the knee was just a package of Oscar Mayer baloney. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. I laughed for 20 minutes. Yeah. Like I, and th- that's just where I was right there in my life. Yeah, there, there are certain <laughs> things in, in those moments. They are just like ridiculous. There is one um, – it's a clip from one of Jason and I's favorite shows, Arrested Development. And I was going to m- mention Arrested Development, but I'll, I'll, mine's, mine's stupid. Well, you no, but you know which one I'm talking about, right? Well, I'm going to – okay. Just quickly what I was going to say is I was thinking when you were talking about like in-go- ongoing jokes and how – I'm not trying to be like, you know, pop culture whore, but I just decided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just decided in like some random house in my game that I'm making, I'm going to put a blue handprint on the wall. Just and make no no reference to it at all. Just one house has a blue handprint on the wall. Right. And if you watch Arrested Development, you get it. But, but, yeah, but I know what you're talking things. about. And that is, is definitely the. Uh, what? Mi- what? what uh, Mrs. Mrs. Featherbottom? No, f- Fingerbottom? No, Feather. no, it's Featherbottom, dear. Yeah, it was Featherbottom. Yeah, but they uh, call her. One yeah, there's this um, this clip we found on YouTube, and anytime we send it to each other, yeah. we laugh maniacally for like way it's too long. It's a magical long. adventure. Oh, <laughs> you should tell me. <laughs> no, we should be telling a mother about this, yeah. should we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, but it's one of those things that you you hear it and you just you. Which was exactly the plot of the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy a good meme, but. I agree that there's like a certain level where it's just like we need to step away and actually have maybe some actual conversations, real conversations, yeah. make our own jokes and not rely on ridiculous memes that spawn from God knows where. There was uh, <laughs> there was one day and I didn't even use memes. I just used pictures. There was one day when we had a long running conversation back when we had the uh, drunk jorts uh, message thing mm-hmm. when we all talked in a lot during the day and – I decided that day I was not going to say anything. So every comment I replied to was in was in a picture. Mm-hmm. Nobody called me out on it. Nobody said a thing. People continued to have conversations with me and just never even mentioned anything about why are you just not answering right. the question? Why are you just sending pictures? No one cares. It's all it's Nobody all pictures cares. and memes. You know, Dodson. We got Dodson here. We got in here. Nobody, no one cares. See, nobody cares. Exactly. Well, on that note, we are going to take a, a little bit of a break here. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Zampa about her films and what's coming up in the future. Delhomme. <laughs> Did I pronounce that right? Delombra. Damn it. I was, damn it, I was, was close. I was trying to be cool. <laughs> trying really damn cool. It. it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to the Way Station. I'm Stephanie, and with me, as always, is Dave and Shim. Yay! Well, I'm always now. Yeah. I'm always now. Well, except for except for the one time when Randy ran the show. Randy, Randy, he did a great job, and he put a lot of really fun special effects on the show. Like he just was—I don't know what he had like for boards uh-huh. or whatever—but he was just like, <laughs> like a radio show. Oh, those are so annoying, and everybody hates them. And we have them all right here. I'm just do some anyway. <laughs> he well, he was that guy. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty. Uh, we enjoyed it. It was. It was fun. Boing. But anyway, uh, okay, I'm done. So now, now we're at the portion of the show where we talk all about our guest. And our guest today is Vampa. She was here for the first hour. You heard her chat up a few a few of our topics there. So uh, Hello now again. 
Well, welcome back. You know, it's only been like 15 minutes, but you know, <laughs> we all need a break. We all have to pee. There's only one bathroom and there's there's several of us here. So. Yes. It's a big bathroom though. We could put in like uh, some other stalls or like someone could just use like the mop sink. The, the little baby tub. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whore bath. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sink yeah. and a mop sink and a toilet. So at least three people can yeah. at the same time do something and just... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> who, who? I don't want to know what it is, but yeah. they can do something. This is why we don't have an HR department at Podcast Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. So um, I guess we'll just start, um, Vampa. We're going to start with uh, probably, I guess, just tell people who you are and what you do. Uh, well, I'm Vampa Delombra. I'm a filmmaker. I I see lots of gruesome things, and my first instinct is to show it to everyone. So I do that with my, my films. My first film is called Cannabis Cannibals, and it's it's a short film. It's hopefully going to be part of a trilogy, three short films. It'll be called Vampa's Visions. But so far, it's just I got Cannabis Cannibals done uh, without giving too much away, without, you know, giving the... I guess the main thrust of it away, it's about some friends who all really love cannabis and they all also love human flesh and they love each other. So there's a, there's a great sense of love between these yeah. people for the most part. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and um, the love. So of I, like, I just got weed hippies and cannibalism out of that. Oh, I don't know if it's hippies. It's definitely not hippies. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. But the, the rest of it. No. Kind of. All right. I mean, they're they're they they. I would say they're happy people who love, but you know, I, I wouldn't call them flower children. No, no, not at all. No, just a bunch of wackadoos. You know. All right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just a bunch of wackadoos. I love yeah. that word, and I'm really glad I got to use it on air. <laughs> wackadoos. And a lovely Stephanie was starred in this film. I did. It was so much fun. Yes. And I didn't get sunburned, which is like the best part. Yeah, we were outside for two like eight hour days, I think. And you didn't even have your parasol yet. The, yeah, for the, for the second one I did. Oh, you did actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the parasol for the second one. Yeah. And I felt so bad. I was like the worst. Like I felt like I was being a snotty actress because I'm like, oh, I'm getting sunburned. I had like a like a black thing that I kept putting over myself, and like, <laughs> basically takes my. Like, I liked it. I, I liked it. I liked to have you know an actress that I felt like I had to take care of a little bit. It made me feel like I had work to do as a director. You know, <laughs> you, know you had plenty of work. You were so you know, and you acted in this movie as well. Yes. So you were you acted in it and you were directing, which I, I I can only imagine how taxing that can be it was it was because then i would i would go to act and i would kind of look for a director and it's i'm like, the oh, director crap, that's me yeah <laughs> i can only be in one place at one time <laughs> yeah so it was it was definitely interesting it was a lot of work um it was it was pretty ambitious of me i think to decide to write direct and act and edit and everything else the whole show yeah yeah <laughs> but uh I mean, I learned. I learned a lot. <laughs> well, and and that's good because I mean, in, I think anytime, and you're really into film. Like you went to school mm-hmm. uh, for film, mm-hmm. and so you know you have that that knowledge. But it's putting knowledge into practice is always, uh, and especially when you you're not like a hundred percent on like the tools you're using, like you know the camera that you use. You had just gotten, mm-hmm. and it's like so learning. You know the 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 
how to work that. And then, right. you know, editing software is always a pain in the booty and like, you know, mm-hmm. figuring that stuff out and just kind of like flying by the seat of your pants for your first. I mm-hmm. feel like that's, you know, the indie creator's journey is like right. <laughs> flying by the seat of your pants and every project you do, you learn something. Of course. Yeah. It was really fun to do it. And like the greatest thing about it is after we finished, I was exhausted and I was so proud of it. But I just can't wait to start the next one. And the next one's written. Um, it's called Murder Pool. Yeah. It's based on a short uh, a short horror comic, pre-code 1950s from Strange Fantasies. And it's just really goofy. Like I, I always read um, – it's called uh, – what are they called? A Haunted Horror by Yo Books, and they're all the reprints of all these old, like EC and, and pre code 50s horror. And they just crack me up. They are just like, they're hilarious and they're just like so gruesome, too. Some of the stuff they put in it is like. So hilarious, why? How, like, the brazenness of their poor taste. <laughs> or like the types of things that they act are like, act as is it really horrific is just so over the top and overblown. Okay. So, so I would say it's a camp. Yeah, camp. Like, the, think yeah. John Waters. I was just going like to say John Waters. Like, I, John I always Waters. go there. Oh, I do too. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you have these <laughs> – I you know, and I love John Waters and I love, you know, the actors and actresses that he's, you know, cast in his movies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I, fir- when I watched my first John Waters film, I was like – Which one like, was is the first this, one you saw? Uh – because I, I saw Hairspray first, which is pretty tame. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't see Hairspray. I saw – oh, my God. Remember when we, when we watched – Remember when we watched Desperate Living together, though? That's it. I was going to say, was your you first tell me one, one second yes. of the plot. Oh, my God. You started in, like, hardcore. You did. That is, like, wow. one of the – like – It was – It's one of my fa- – I, I love John it. Mars is my biggest influence I mean, that is just life, That is just, like, general. camp exploitation, so. like – Wow, I Just can't believe so, that was your first one. That was my that was my first you one. You went in hard. I'm really impressed. Oh, then the next one <laughs> it, it was hard. I was like at, at first I was like what things things everyone wants a woman to say. Where's the bell? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just as a side note, didn't we actually see Cecil be demented in the theater? Um, or did we? No, that Cecil B. Demented came out, I believe, when we were working at the video store. We That's, rented so it. So that, yeah, because nobody yeah. saw it at the theater. Let's be honest. But, yeah. I don't even know if it oh, came I out. I did in the twice. Did, oh, Cecil B. Demented. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. It only played. It was like it was at the main art. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. art house theaters. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense because I was like, I don't remember it like being at any theater. I just know that when it came out at Blockbuster and we worked there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we're that old. Blockbuster was still a thing. I mean, granted, it didn't <laughs> oh, shut down <laughs> until like a few years ago, or you know. Oh, there's still some out there. Complete side no. note: uh, one of my uh, coworkers knows your old manager because she helped set up that store. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, small world. Because yeah. it's a small uh, world after <laughs> But yeah, I can definitely see uh, the John Waters, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I've watched some of the other stuff that that you and um, your husband, Mike, have done. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very um, – it's very different and unique and I like that. It's not – you know, when people say, oh, I'm an indie, you know, film creator – there's a lot of themes that you'll see in indie films that are very common in like, you know, commercial films. And, you know, I, I appreciate seeing something that's like a little out of the box, off the, you know, a little different. I appreciate that. So that's, that's always fun. Experimental, yeah. you know, just different. I'm definitely not trying to fit in a box. I mean, even when I, when I talk about the genre, I, I, I've typically 
think of myself as a horror writer, horror, you know, filmmaker. But I mean, at the heart of it, I feel like Cannabis Cannibals is really funny. And I feel like Murder Pool is really funny. I agree with you. Cannabis Cannibals is very funny. It's gruesome. Both stories are gruesome and are not about fun th- and fun things for most people. But um, I, I, it's not like I, I I don't know if I feel like it's terrifying or scary like like maybe a traditional horror film would be. Right. No, yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't say it is, but there's – there are themes that run through yeah. it that are definitely like horrifying, right? So yeah, it, no, it, it yeah, it's a. I would say it's a horror comedy blend. Well, like uh, look at like uh, one of our favorites that you introduced me to and helped me get over my inability to watch gore in the beginning was uh, Dead Alive, also known as uh, Brain Dead. Mm-hmm. It's technically a horror movie, but it's really just a gory comedy. Oh, it's hilarious. And surprisingly, yeah. I've never seen that, even though I have the DVD really at my should. home and I've heard that it's really up my alley. Mm-hmm. I just... There is so much blood in it. I mean, it's low budget, but there's so much blood in it that it turns orange near the end of the movie because they had to thin it out. <laughs> uh, they had to thin out what they were using for it. Yeah. But it also has one of the most disgusting, I don't know if it's a puppet or animatronics, like the end of that movie just you know kicks it up to eleven, so you should definitely see it. I will. I mean, I, my my other big influences, I think, are the Evil Dead movies, mm-hmm. and then you know going back further is out of the gore realm is like Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, I love Hitchcock. Yeah, just the way like the way he he directed so well. Rear I window. Mean, Rear window. I talked about that a lot several years ago because you hadn't seen it yet. And yeah, I was in and love then with I it saw for like it. Ten minutes. <laughs> and then I saw it and I liked it. I mean, it's still not my favorite of his, but you know, he's he's one of my favorite directors of all time. My favorite movie I think of his is probably Rope, which is the one that people don't really talk about because it's based on a play. But the tension that built up in it is is kind of something I, I want to recreate. I think in film. For sure, and like, well, and my my personal favorite um, is the birds, and it's because, and not it was it's a lot of because of who I saw it with and how it was explained to me, and mm-hmm. like how I connected to the movie in a way. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, there's so many great films that he's made. Uh, so there really are. My favorite uh, of his is definitely High Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, that's basically the Mel Brooks parody of the yeah, Hitchcock Mel movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like kind of Vertigo and kind of other Hitchcocky things, but but, but it's Mel Brooks. It's not. Hitchcocky, okay. yeah, it's a new adjective. <laughs> um, there's there's one of his that's really good, and I can't remember the damn thing, but it's kind of it's re- oh, I think I think it's Marnie, and like it's really good on the surface, but then you realize it's totally like abusive Stockholm syndrome, and you're like, oh no, I feel uncomfortable. I think that's what I'm thinking of. That's not important. Don't listen to me right one. now. I haven't, seen, I haven't that seen that one either, so I, yeah. I can't speak. To I that. feel like that's more probably the one that. People don't. There's a few that. There's a few that people just don't talk about for various reasons. Everybody likes Psycho. Old timey Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Old timey Hollywood was the best. I could go on and on about that. I love. I love that. So that's, I guess, another part of you know my what goes into Cannes Cannibals and what's going to go into Murder Pool coming up this summer. A lot of that. So, like, what's your what's your hope? I guess as you know, the person who's got the vision behind this, like, what's your hope of someone that sits down and watches what you do? I hope that you f- laugh, and I hope that you 
feel maybe a little grossed out and uncomfortable. Maybe with what you're laughing at, too. <laughs> yeah. We were I feel like that's how I live that. my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should check out Cannabis Cannibals. You might like it. <laughs> it's it's odd because I do I do want to create like kind of almost a feel good type of uh, atmosphere, but it's um it's definitely gruesome. So it's not for everyone. <laughs> the word cannibals so, in the title. A, I mean, a feel good atmosphere, but gruesome. So it's the Cosby show. Well, not, let's not use Cosby. Yeah, um, it's Family Ties, but <laughs> but it's. Friday the 13th. No, <laughs> no. That, yeah. Titles don't mean anything. I mean, I I watched uh, Bone Tomahawk with my four-year-old nephew. He got really bored and walked out and then came in at the best part. I mean, think, everything's fine. <laughs> Movies are great. <laughs> he did not. He doesn't have a four-year-old nephew. He watched that movie with me. <laughs> But the rest of that was accurate. Could you could you imagine though, like like somebody <laughs> just like being like, this movie's boring? Because like it, if you don't get into the the, the dialogue, you, you the middle part would be boring. But it's really well written, so I liked it. But could you imagine just like yeah. walking out and then like just coming back at like that crucial scene and being like, wait, when did what, this? When wh- did it get to this? How did it go from this to this? Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Love that movie though. There's some. It, I, I'm not gonna talk about it. Because I haven't seen this one. I don't know okay, what you're we should talk about. about it. Oh my god! No, it's uh, it's really, really slow burn. Like it starts. Mm-hmm. It's it's a horror movie. There's some really gruesome gore in it. There's there's a little bit of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Might be right up your alley. It's based but, in the old west. Yeah, like an old western type. Oh, I love it. So there's Alrighty. there's it, kind of some, there's kind of some stuff like right in the beginning. Yeah, but then it's a really slow burn, uh, mostly dialogue based as these guys travel across. This area in the desert to get mm-hmm. to where they're going to where, you know, the bad guys are. And then it just gets really fucked up. Yeah, that's yeah. really the – yeah, without giving anything yeah. away, it's the best way to I like talking about it. horror movies. That's me yeah. clapping. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Pornhub. I know. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yes, make the, make the clapping sound not related to Pornhub. Yeah, Thank I just you. want everyone That's to know it. that that was my hands clapping <laughs> together. Both of his hands are above the table. He had both of his hands table. above table. Right? <laughs> I like to bring Pretty it back funny. 360. We talk about something. We talk about something else. I bring it back. Mm. That's how I roll. I know the way. So you had mentioned multiple movies. Like, do you have all of these laid out in your head already? Is this, or are you just kind of like winging it and seeing how response comes in, and you and you tweak and adapt and go? Um. Well, the original idea for me was to have a trilogy. So I do have three uh, screenplays. One is not com- the last one isn't completed just yet, but I have the one film that's completed. Um, the second script is done, and I'm hoping to shoot it this summer once it gets warm. Cool. Because it involves a pool, and we are in Michigan. <laughs> so, we need some of that heat. So I'm going to need the got, sun to come out. I've got a pool. In ground? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I need. There you go. Awesome. I'm, I will offer that up for you. Great. So I got a location. <laughs> and so I need a couple murder victims. And uh, <laughs> I can die. I die real good. <laughs> I'm actually uh, I actually do have a GoFundMe set up for some other uh, things that I'll need to procure before I start shooting, and that's GoFundMe.com slash Vampas Visions. Um, I I do have Canvas Cannibal set up on YouTube. Um, I will have to. It's private right now, so I'll have to make it public. I didn't. I didn't know if it was like public yet. Or I was being a little. I I don't know. I was being a little modest about it at first and just kind of sharing the the. It's not private. It's uh, unlisted. unlisted. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make that public though because oh. I, people need to see it. Okay, so so you were just like 
you just weren't sure yet. It wasn't like about the content or anything. Because I was going to say, if you're worried about the content, you can put anything you want on Daily Motion. No, just nobody's going to see it. You know, I I do. Ever. I am putting it in the uh, in some film festivals, and a couple of them in the rules didn't want public YouTube videos. So I interesting. I kept huh. it unlisted. In that case, if they don't specifically well, say it, put I mean, it on Daily Motion. Yeah, I was going to go back and I mean, I. I it's going. I did submit it into the Motor City uh, Nightmares, so hopefully they will pick that as one of their selections. We'll see. Um, but that wasn't one of their rules, and that's the only one I've submitted it to yet. Oh well, then man. So I figure I'll just. I want to make it public, and then if I decide to, you can. Yeah, you can always make it. Yeah, unpublic. Yeah, it, you know that's the beauty of YouTube. You I know can, you can change it. So. Yeah, yay! That should be interesting. And then my third. Um, I, I don't know when I'll be able to get, uh, shoot that. That one seems a little more ambitious just with the different things I want to do in it. Um, I'm going to need a car is like a main, uh, a certain type of car is the main focal point. So that's going to be a hurdle for me. But this one's called an occasion of sin. And it's about, um, two people who meet each other who have a lot in common and one thing in specific that they have in common that pro- no one I don't want to give too much away. And it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> they like to pour it's... hot Earl Grey tea on their genitals. Just them. You know what? There's a lot of people I think who like that. I was going to say, I feel like that's This is, this is more of a niche thing. Even more niche than that. Now, I did want to ask you, when you say trilogy, <laughs> do you mean like combined or like a continuing storyline and characters or do you just mean like thematically? Well, um, it's – I would say they all three have the same – Similar themes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is kind of uh, connecting them is that they're all my my visions that I come out and oh. um, introduce. So I'm being so in cannabis cannibals. I, I introduce myself and what my project is, and you you know you see that, and then hopefully when I get my other films done, I will be able to have one big thing, kind of like a like Twilight Zone movie type thing that's cool um because like you know you can have like you know your thematic things you can have your continuing storylines but then you've got like Boz Lerman and he's got a trilogy and the only thing that connects him is that they all start with red curtains I would say it's a little more of like a Boz Lerman connection I was was trying to be mean there but then you said it was like that so now I feel like a jackass but I was just messing with you oh well I I take film really seriously. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to whoop your ass in the first No, I don't, I don't. I'm not offended. Right. Which will film and will be part of her third movie. Yeah. 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 It'll, be, it'll be part of Vampa's Visions. Yeah. It'll she definitely thought. be one of Vampa's Visions. Yeah. <laughs> you thought Luke versus Wampa was bad. Wait till Jason versus Vampa. No, um, it can be um, the ex- exsanguination of Shem. I was going to say that can be part of That's his punishment for his demerits. There you go. Yeah. Vampa was, was okay with doling out punishments. That's part, it's part of her project. Project. <laughs> All humanity should be punished. Well, I can't really By disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, and I think Tide Pods are, are a start. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, being an independent creator, and I mean, you, you work on a budget. It's it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, with the first film, I mean, like, what was your, what were your biggest challenges? I mean, in order to get everything together to start filming, I would say camp getting a camera. Because once I got everyone there and ready to do it, I was like, how am I, I going to shoot this? <laughs> and that was pretty much, I would say, the biggest money thing, too. Because you can kind of cut corners on everything else. Get your friends to act. Mm-hmm. You know, thrift store costumes, thrift store props. But when it comes to what you're shooting on, 
it's a even if you're cutting the corner, it's still pretty pricey. Yeah, uh, cameras are not cheap. Well, yeah, good cameras. So that is an excellent point. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say. So, I, I, from, like, from a technical perspective, like, are you shooting in 4K? Like, are you grabbing red cams? Like, are like how? Like, what were you using? Oh, I, 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 I don't know anything about the camera. Well, I and, use, and you're allowed honest. to say no. We didn't go that far. Like, I, because like, I mean, that's that's insane to me. That's what. That's why. I'm no, I no. used I used a commercial camcorder. Ah, like perfect. from from Best Buy. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I got something pretty good. But I didn't I, – I, other routes I looked were like renting from uh, ProCam in Livonia and getting and like an actual movie camera. So expensive. Yeah. I mean the the deposit alone on some of oh, these is – I can only imagine. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say. Like oh, if you really want to cut talk. corners – so much stupid gear. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, like to, we like toys in local films. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the classic epic uh, Manos Hands of Fate was shot on a camera that could only store something or can only do like something like 20 or 30 seconds at a time. So that's yeah. why it was so terrible. <laughs> it, it, so it's, that's why it's like characters literally disappear mid scene because they had to wait to shoot the next 20 or 30 seconds and forgot the guy was in the scene. Continuity. <laughs> I mean, that, that, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, I did all the, we were talking about, the challenges of cannabis cannibals. I did all the continuity myself too. I was like the only one who knew the script, so that was. Are you like really like crazy about continuity? Because I am like my I book, was, I have like constant spreadsheets yeah, for I was. everything. I was crazy about it. Yeah. I had these like little like little sheets, and I just kept like that were like my like I guess my storyboard where I had like <laughs> each frame. And I was just like shuffling through them and they were blowing all over. And it was I, windy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what really started me though on being like really dead set on like anything I make having like very exacting continuity was when I was a kid. Um, and I, I was like really young and, and my mom was reading me a little golden book uh, version of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Mm-hmm. And every picture, something was different. Like they, they, the clothing was not the same from picture to picture. The chairs were different. That Things were the wrong color. Yeah. And I'm pointing this out to my mom, and she's <laughs> yeah. like, "You're right. Nothing in this book makes sense." And like so that what you're was saying probably is you put the hyphen in anal retentive. Yeah. <laughs> How'd your potty training go? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I um pretty well probably. You're like I don't, I don't like remember any horror stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. there's there that like I feel like like Shim's parents would be someone who'd be fascinating to talk to. <laughs> well, not my dad so much, but my mom would have been. Probably. Your mom would have yeah, been, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, 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 was, I was lucky enough to hear stories. Uh, you I'm, know, I since I've known you for like twenty years, I was you know? a little precocious. Uh, at ADD, completely impossible to clean anything, but I always knew where everything was, and I was speaking in full sentences before one. I was so too. I'm sure. Cool, we're the smart ones. Yeah. I'm sure I had like weird things to or, say. Very or you young. just peaked early. <laughs> oh, oh, that hurts. Probably. I mean, my best art was drawn on the back of giant um, dot matrix printer uh, sheets at my mom's work. Oh, clearly. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big transformer battles and like four color crayons, you know? That's what you do when. Uh, you know, it's the 80s and no one can afford a babysitter, so you go hang out at your mom's work. Back works. when they let people do that, yeah. right? Yeah. Nowadays, you try to bring your kid to work and... We were trying so hard in the 80s. 
as yeah. a society. Yeah. We did. We had the best intentions. We, yeah. yeah. We've given up. We, <laughs> just... we kind of did. <laughs> Reganomics. <laughs> Reganomics Jackson. That's a great name. I feel like that's from something. I'm done now. <laughs> so anyway, the, the continuity is hard because like, well, there was like a, a few scenes, like you had to reshoot some scenes because mm-hmm. something was like that was on the table, wasn't on the table or like a chair yeah. was moved or something was on a chair that wasn't. And yeah, I mean, that was, I can see that being like super frustrating. And you know, I remember end, you was an actress. You were talking about like, oh shit, I forgot. Like, I don't know where that shirt was yeah, the that back, day that I yeah. filmed. I, yeah, I remember you talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh my God, <laughs> they on big Hollywood like pictures, you know, they have a person who just specifically does that. Mm-hmm. And they, they mess up on notebook. cigarettes all the time. They, they take pictures of everything. Yeah, and they still mess up. <clears throat> so at the end of the day, it's like it doesn't have to be perfect because right. if you try to go for perfection, you're just never going to get your 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 thing out. Ooh. You know, that, you'll always be working yeah. on it and working on it. That's also partially why. I think nobody e- actually ever eats in movies or TV shows except Brad Pitt. That probably drives people crazy because he or, actually eats and they're like, okay, we got to reshoot that scene. Oh, oh, I need a new apple. Because you just keep eating. Yeah. Brad, Brad, take yeah. a bite of the taco yeah, and then put the taco down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like when you see people like drinking coffee or drinking something, yeah. you can tell – like they don't even they don't, do like – Yeah, you know there's nothing swallows. in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's or, why I bring up the smoking though is because – even if you don't smoke, the cigarette burns down. So if they have to reshoot or something, mm-hmm. it, it messes everything up. Yes, Not it does. Not Betty yeah. Davis. She just smoked them, man, constantly. <laughs> she, well, she yeah. was a chain You smoker. had like the 11-inch filter before the <laughs> yeah. cigarette was even there. So you pay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if she it's long amazing. enough, you just keep the end of it off screen and no one knows right. the matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> enough about continuity. I don't know. We can keep wow. about it. Wow. Somebody's getting all soft. So, so saith the shim. Yeah. <laughs> Demerit. <laughs> Seven. Uh, no, no, that's eight. <laughs> thank you for mathing for me. I so appreciate I'm it. I'm just kind of, I'm over the math. Yeah. Mm. Can I have one of those Swedish uh, fish? <laughs> yes, you can have a Swedish fish. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Everybody, let's halt this interview. Shim needs a Swedish fish. Just one. <laughs> You can have more than one. It's I, fine. I have diabetes. I only want one. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so after you do this trilogy, I mean, do you have further plans to make any any other films? This is something that you want to pursue as a career, or is this something that you're doing like just because you enjoy it so much? You know, I I I want to say no. I just do it for fun. But and I don't expect anything to come out of it. But honestly, my my dream is to quit my entire life to just be a filmmaker. Obviously, so um, if if everyone hates what I've done, obviously, and I'm not going <laughs> to go forward. <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, you know, if I have just like a, a you know a few people who like what I do, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna keep continuing, and I have other ideas for. About three other full-length scripts. Two of them I'm currently working on. The third I'm just kind of brainstorming on right now. So I think if nothing else. I I, I believe uh, it's been proven that all you need is like a nerd with disposable income and toys to believe in you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so find me on GoFundMe. <laughs> Nerds, go find her on GoFundMe. 
Nerds assemble. See if like Mark Zuckerberg can give you a million dollars. He literally will not miss it. He makes like twenty five million a day or some ridiculous number. I well, it's know. like the old Bill Gates. You know, it's not worth his time to stop and pick up a hundred dollar bill he drops. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So just keep walking. Behind it's literally him. not worth yeah. his time. It's yeah. worth my time to stand outside and wait for a one hundred dollar bill just in case for it to fall down. Here's I can just have my that. job be foul Bill Gates around, and if he drops something, <laughs> you spend eight um, hours a day doing that. There you go. <laughs> well, anybody uh, familiar with uh, the webcomic XKCD? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, they do the the what if. He hasn't been doing them lately, and I'm really bummed. But he does this what if column where the author uh, will answer, like, ridiculous questions, but based on scientific principles. And there was one about, like, I think it started with the idea of, like, you know, is it worth your time to pick up, you know, a, a penny? And something came out, I think it was, that, like, the average person – makes about a water bottle full of change every so often. But in that same period of time, like Mark Zuckerberg makes a duffel bag full of money, full of like like one full of like hundred dollar bills, yeah. 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 And like yeah. It, it, when you when you find out that kind of information, it really quantifies like income disparity. How insignificant right. your life actually yeah. feels. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> and how those people should, you know, help out uh budding filmmakers. Well I only need like Twenty five hundred bucks. So for my next movie, so Mark Zuckerberg should give it to me. Yeah, it's like it's like such a small amount to people like yeah. that. You feel like just yeah, it's, it's like, like, give like a girl that's like in your couch, right? Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> shake your cushions. <laughs> yeah, I always uh, always thought like I should write Oprah and just be like, you know, this is what I want to do for a living. Can you give me this amount of money to like help me get started? And I never yeah. did it because I was like, I don't want to ask anybody for money. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, it seemed like such a great idea because I'm like, oh, Oprah's, and this is like a long time ago. This is yeah. just forever ago. Before all your dreams were, were dead? Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, before all my dreams died. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I thought about it because I'm like, you know, there are a lot of, um, there are grants and stuff that people, you know, put out there like for filmmaking and for for different things like that. I mean, have you have you looked into anything like that? No, all? I haven't. I haven't actually. I never thought about it. I didn't really do it. No, no. Now do it now. Yeah, I mean, I would get to the chopper. It, it is really hard I'm to done. when you work like when you do independent stuff because I mean, I'm an independent comic book writer mm-hmm. and writer. So I mean, I have to foot the bill for everything, just like you're footing the bill for everything you do, and yeah. it's it makes it really hard because you know. You try to put out the best quality that mm-hmm. you can put out on a budget or, you know, whatever you, you're able to afford. And, you know, it almost feels like sometimes that you could make something stronger or better if you were, you know, had a little bit of extra money. Yeah. And, you know, it's really – it would be really great if there were more people out there that would, you know, be like putting grants out for, for people who are trying to build a career and, you know, put – new product and new art and new films and you know all this stuff out into the world it's, i think this kind of stuff is really important and i yeah, i think that true. you know hollywood has really dropped the ball on on great movies i oh, mean God. there's so much trash out like there i sure love is. going to the movies and i'm not working a day job right now so i every week i look to see what's coming out and barely i barely ever see something on there that i want to actually go see i know i'm the same way I'm the same way. I I mean, I'm probably I, I've been really just disappointed by Hollywood. I think f- for the past fifteen years at this point, it's been a long time. I mean, not to say there isn't movies I've enjoyed. There have right. been, but I mean, I 
I used to go to the movies and rent movies and all the time. All the time. Yeah. There's uh I mean I, I never go to the movies anymore, mostly well, mostly because nobody I know lives near me, so actually going to the movies with anyone. I mean, I got nothing against going by myself, but I'm usually too lazy to bother. <laughs> but, like, I'll go back and I'll see movies, and I'm like, oh, I wish I'd actually seen this in the theater. Not always because it's a visual spectacle. Like, I mean, back in the day, I saw The Matrix twice in the theater because it was a visual spectacle and mm-hmm. nothing looked like it. And I'm glad I saw that in the theater. Right. Same with Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Or like Ex Machina. I wish I'd actually gone to see that at the theater, not because it was necessarily a visual spectacle, although there were great effects in it, but just because I thought it was a really solid, well-done movie, and I would have liked to have sat in a comfy chair and just chilled out and watched it. And I'm like, well, I didn't miss my chance. It's just things like that. But most of the time, like I agree with you, I'll rather just wait for something to come out because it's it's very rare that a movie is really worth how expensive it is to go see. I was gonna say it's Mm -hmm. it's. It's a gamble when you yeah. go and you spend ten up to fifteen bucks nowadays to go see a movie that's almost three hours long too, and it's, <laughs> yeah. you can't hit pause when you got to yeah. take a leak, so you, you miss part of pee. the movie. Yeah, you're Dude, like every, uh, every random thought that hits the director's head is on screen. Yeah, and, <laughs> we're not just talking about Zack Snyder though, but I mean that's no, fair. We're about Ryan no. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of them. I mean, when you get to, a, I mean, I don't. I'm not totally against movies that are. Two hours plus, but it's got to be a special type yeah, of movie. Yeah, there's got to be a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You got to make me feel like I'm not sitting there for two and a half, three hours. If and I start the second I look at my watch, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, if so, I'm thinking about when I'm going to have my next cigarette, like when can I yeah. leave to go smoke, like then I know I'm not, I'm not engaged it's in be, what's going yeah, on. Captivating. If you're not Stanley Kubrick, make your movie an hour and a half. <laughs> or be a Kira Kurosawa and put an intermission in. There you go. See, I yeah, think but I think even amazing. But I think even like uh, a, a contemporary audience doesn't wouldn't want that, so they'd be too confused. Like they're just not used. We have to, to retrain it. them. We have to retrain well, the people. Uh, I agree. Like with Lord of the Rings, they did an intermission because the films were so long, mm-hmm. and I loved that because you know I could watch. You know, we sat there for like an hour, an hour and a half, and then they did an intermission. And this is opening night, so I don't know if they did it for all the showings right. after that. Or if it was just the theater I was at did it. But it was amazing. And it was the first time I got to experience something mm-hmm. like that. Well, you go to a play and they usually have an intermission mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, these plays are only two, two and a half hours long. If yeah. they have an intermission. I know. Why shouldn't a two and a half hour movie you know, have an intermission? Ryan Johnson. <laughs> do you know when they do um, reruns now or when they do like 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 re, like, like special uh, – <laughs> Events and they show like the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They actually put an intermission in right after Anakin shows up, and it just says, "Are you sure you really want to sit through the rest of this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, uh, yeah. I wish, um, I wish uh, Batman versus Superman had just been an intermission because it would have been more entertaining to watch the popcorn dance around and sing. Or the Let's all go to the pop. lobby. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even see that one because I heard it was. Really bad. And I'm like a huge Wonder Woman fan. Oh, she was and, her and the best parts of that movie, in my opinion, sorry to cut you off because I totally did demerit. Um nine. Are <laughs> are um Wonder Woman's really good in it, but mm-hmm. she's completely unimportant to the plot and is like barely in it. Guess what everyone I everyone said too. The and mm-hmm. honestly I thought I was gonna hate Ben Affleck the most. Not necessarily him, but the but the chemistry between him and Alfred was really good. And mm-hmm. Alfred was really good. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was just a complete slog heap of crap. And there's no reason that they had to pull 
I mean, they, they wanted to do the, the death and life of Superman, which was like kind of a big deal back in the day when people still cared about Superman. Yeah. They want to do that. But the way they set it up, there was absolutely no reason Superman they had to die. Like, should have done the Nicolas Cage movie yeah. and been done with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes, he was going to be Superman at one point. Yeah. So those I remember that. Aware. Um, Thank I, God they didn't do it. Because he's always cool. I don't know. Uh, dude, the documentary about that film, though, is so good. If you've never seen it. No. I kind of want to now. We should totally watch that. I don't remember if I – Kevin Smith was wrote it? Yeah. Yeah. It was probably, it was, and I'm sure that was a was, dream project for both oh, of them. Yeah. But just because no, it was both it, of them, no, it was, it, was Tim all, Burton. it couldn't be done. Oh, Tim, Tim Kevin Burton. Smith did the documentary oh, about okay. it, but Tim Burton, Tim Burton was gonna. Yeah, I thought Kevin Smith wrote the screen. He got pulled in. He got pulled in nice. to rewrite some of uh, Burton's stuff, but no, Burton was the guy. Oh, wow. Okay, what could have been? Mm. Oh, yeah. it would have been. The would have costumes been, and all that stuff were amazing. It would have been the only Batman movie where at some point in it he gets attacked by bees and catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and the Declaration of Independence goes missing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I'll, I have a, a movie, uh, a Nick Cage movie to discuss with you that I just watched last night. It just came out. Yeah. It's coming out to theaters, but I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. What's they it had called? it on there. It's called I... Mom and Dad. Oh. Um, we'll discuss oh, yeah. it later. Okay. Yeah. It it was shite, but we'll discuss it later. <laughs> uh, so ultimately, if you okay, so like dream dream project, like if you could work with any any actor or actress from any time period. Oh boy. Like we're like we're going I'm not like, prepared like, for this. <laughs> I know it, it, you can just be like the first thing you think of. It yeah. doesn't have to be like because it's. I know it's hard when you get put on the spot like yeah. this because I know that there's a lot of you know really fantastic actors and actresses, especially in like the golden age of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There's just so many, so many wonderful people. Um, if if you could work with any of them, including you know, and a director too. Why don't we do that? I like I I like to hear people's thoughts and opinions on this. So. Who who would you pick here here in this moment? Not you know permanent forever. Okay. Um, as far as a director, I would want to work with. That's tough because I. What would I be doing with this director? Maybe you wrote it and Something somebody else wrote is directing. directing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. I, I don't know if I trust that's anyone. To I was going to say I you're. I can't see you giving up the reins, but if you yeah. had, if to I give had it, to, yeah. Oh shoot, this is going to be a weird answer, but I probably would say Quentin Tarantino. I don't think that's weird. Because I appreciate I, I I love him. He's one of my other favorites. So I love him too. So I would probably pick him as far as uh actors go, who would I wanna who would I want to direct, who I would want to write something for. Um first thought is Joan Crawford. Nice. And that's nice. I, I, that's dead. Living. Um this is kind of weird. Kaylee Cuoco. Is that how you say her name from the Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Because I love her, but I think that character Penny is shit, and I think it's that she flat. deserves better. And I can do better for her. I like that. I want to do, I wanna, I wanna do good by her. That's <laughs> how I feel. And I would love to write her like her own role. I, I don't have anything in my head right now. But, like, I've thought about it. Like, I want to write her a role that she could just sink her teeth into. Because I, I feel like she's really good, but she's not really, like, 
used that well, but I think she's really like professional and I think she could do a lot more than what they give her. I don't know why. I just have that the feeling about her. That is a very unique answer. See, I would never that's so out of left field. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think she could do like I said, I, I just I think she's got a lot of potential. But they're not I don't know. I mean this show sucks. This show's Sorry. terrible. Sorry no, to anyone who likes it. No, 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 none, none Penny. Of us- yeah, none I, of us like it. I've as far watched as I, like I every episode don't. up until like a couple seasons ago because it's a dumb sitcom and I like dumb sitcoms. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. But it's just I'll give it one thing. It's actually got a name. Like so many of them are just really lazy, like it's blank and blank. Mm-hmm. Who are blank and blank? The two people that are on the show. There you go. That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> That's just my thought. That's it. And, but yeah. I mean, I've watched. It's, you know what? Honestly, it's it's the the entire show is Mario syndrome. If you just keep slogging through Mario, you get the princess. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've only I've only watched like a couple of episodes, and I was like, this is furthering stereotypes that aren't actually real. I mean, there are people like that because there are people like there, all people, yeah. but. I'm like, if this is supposed to be like, the, hey, this is what nerds are like. They're cool, and it's 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 not that. And and the fact that they made a spinoff for for Sheldon as a kid is just the most cringeworthy thing I've seen a commercial for in a long time. I think <laughs> young Sheldon. I just I want nothing to do with it. Whoever greenlit that bullshit needs to just get. Like dipped in honey and strapped to a termite mound, naked. <laughs> you know who'd be is, down for that? Nicholas Cage. No, fire seriously, in. seriously, that is just that. That show is. I watched two episodes, and I was like, "You n- no, you, you, mother of God, no." I saw like the poster for it, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Unnecessary." <laughs> yeah, no, it 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 does seem. And I and I was kind of more really curious about the like the structure of the show and how it was going to be, but I I don't I, I don't I don't have cable so I don't know if it's on I don't know the either. streaming I, services and I wasn't I interested. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't feel like you're missing out on anything. I don't even so, know what's on TV. Yeah, I, yeah. And who cares? It, it's all TV's over. It's dead. <laughs> TV's dead. Yeah, it's streaming. It's, it's all streaming now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Netflix has some crappy shows, but it's also got some of the best shows. That's and, true. You know, and who's got their originals? They're not as successful, but I've I've enjoyed some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Though the whole the whole market shifted, and there was actually uh, we're talking earlier about um, money and stuff. And there was I, th- I want to say it was South Park. They were like they're giving anybody a show on YouTube. They're greenlighting everything, and they no, tried that was to get Netflix. A show. Yeah, or, it was yeah, South Park yeah. Welcome to was, welcome to Netflix. Greenlit, you're on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what a world that would be. Is that something that you would ever like? Because I know a lot of people are like aiming towards getting their stuff on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to a lot of creators who are like targeting like Netflix and like these streaming services mm-hmm. as, as opposed to you know doing something like you know with a big studio or anything like that. I mean, is that something that you would be interested in doing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know like with, again, you know, we we're talking about the things I, I want to, you know, do in my film projects and aesthetically and thematically and everything. And it is a little more niche, I think, and it's not really mainstream. Um, So I don't really honestly see, you know, that big mainstream a- appeal for a studio or anything. So I kind of feel like something like Netflix would be more 
suitable for my my type of thing. So yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And I think streaming is I mean that's the future. Yeah. So it's There's that whole horror streaming uh service to Shutter. Yep. Yeah. I so. had it for a while. Um it's okay. There's a a lot of crap, but mm-hmm. there's some really good gems in there. It's like I had it for a few months and I watched all the good stuff that was on there and mm-hmm. then I got rid of it. Yeah. It's like you know. chat roulette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Oh God! Streaming gives you or this the the shows they make for streaming too. They don't have to conform to a schedule. So if like if you want to do like a mini series or a series too, the the episode length is completely fluid. Like I remember like Arrested Development especially, where like watch like a twenty minute episode and the next one's like you know fifteen minutes long. It's like that you can do that yeah. if it, it and it it doesn't matter. It's totally fine. Yeah, it seems like the creators have a little more um, creative independence and freedom with, right. with that because they, they can do stuff like that. Yeah. And like I said, you reach a different audience. Right. Well, you reach an audience that's actually seeking you out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we are um, at the end of our show here. Um, But if anybody wants to, like, find you on the interwebs, where can they find you? Um, Well, they can find me on Instagram at uh, Vampa Delombra. Um, I think that's an underscore on that. Vampa underscore Delombra. D-E-L-O-M-B-R-A. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Mara Powell does my Facebook handling. So you can add her or friends request her. Um, and that's all I have right now as far as social media goes. I'm not on the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, don't bother. It's kind of like yeah. shouting out to the void. Yeah, it's the I, Game of Thrones of the internet. There's yeah. well, now there's 280 characters, and I still have no idea what the hell's going on. I believe I have <laughs> a Twitter account, but I don't think I've ever tweeted. <laughs> it's just sitting there waiting for that. No, first I did tweet. tweet. I did tweet. I don't and it. I, I did. Yeah. There was no. no gratification for me. No. I didn't get any little hearts or thumbs up, and I, you know, I wasn't validated <laughs> there enough. There was no gratification. So, I yeah. <laughs> Fuck this! <laughs> no more Twitter. You gotta, you gotta get a click farm, and they'll they'll buy some likes. There you go. Now I know how to do it. <laughs> right, you learn something new. <laughs> and uh, to everybody listening right now, thank you guys so much. And for people who download this later, thanks for joining us here on the Way Station. We'll be back in two weeks um, with you know more more of the same. More Way Station from Astronomicon. It, no, that's three weeks from oh, now. Oh, three weeks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so two weeks from now we'll be uh, we'll be here in the studio. But um, – You know what you didn't mention? Huh? There's a whole new show coming. Oh, my gosh. I told, Yeah, we have uh, – <laughs> me and Dave are doing um, – we talked about this last year at Motor City, um, doing a show called Tales from the Con Side and basically having our creator and vendor friends come on the show and talk about – experiences they've had uh, being behind the table at a convention because I mean it's ridiculous it's some very <laughs> strange you meet you're meeting all kinds of people right so some very strange things occur and I know that especially the people who have been doing this for a decade plus have these stories that they that we need to get out there we feel compelled so um, occasionally when we're at cons we're going to be doing uh, these shows so it's not going to be like you know every set like a certain set time. Or whatever, but they will all be available at Podcast Detroit after we record them. And, uh, yeah, it should be really fun. I think we're doing our first one at Astronomicon in about three weeks. It's going to be the 9th or the 11th of February in Sterling Heights. Um, I'll have a table there. Podcast Detroit will be there. We're sponsoring the cosplay contest. I know. 
And um, I I will also be at Blood Bash um, on the 17th in Jackson, Michigan. It's a one-day horror convention out there, and it'll be my first time there, so it's kind of exciting. I was just going to say, once I get a little bit more con experience under my belt, you should have me on because you know I give great interviews. <laughs> Go, going to like three or four conventions will not give you the kind of stories I said a little for. more experience. Did I not? Did I not? It was mostly a joke <laughs> at my own expense, and you you ignored that part entirely. Come on. You know what? I'm so, I, right humor. now I'm starving. So, okay, and taco we truck. To, taco we've got to end the show. So thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, keep it indie. Welcome to the way station. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The way station encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay and please come again.